Let me ask you, are you someone with hair? Well, if you answered yes to that question, do I have the product for you? Visit ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off because the goal with Modern Mammals is to try and keep your hair and head natural. Since I've been using it, that's exactly what I've experienced. I very much prefer it. I don't know if I'm ever going to switch back. Probably not, to tell you the truth. And this means that it doesn't distort your pH balance and natural oils like shampoo would. Unlike shampoo, the products don't have a harsh detergent that suds up and dries out your head and hair. It's just lighter than traditional shampoo. And unlike conditioners, it doesn't leave hair limp and frizzy. Like, you don't want that Seinfeld in the shower like Rory McIlroy had it once too, where it's just like a, a mop on your head. You don't want that. And if you use modern mammals, that's not going to happen. It's designed to make your hair feel thicker. And my hair at the moment feels so thick, you can't even pull it out. Plus, the products are easy to rinse out, so there's no leftover residue to weigh hair down. So, Go to ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code MAYO. Don't forget to use my promo code MAYO so they know I sent you. More details in the description. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Future best bets. Doesn't matter the sport. Hell, doesn't even have to be a sport. Could be anything on the futures market on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. So smash the like to the episode. Sub to Mayo Media Network. And if you missed myself, Rob Pozzola, and Cam Stewart, you're in luck. They're both on the show today. And additionally, for the major season and the Players' Championship, we'll be doing Running Back, the best bet show for each of those golf tournaments. So next Tuesday, you can expect to see another best bet show. This time for golf, got a ton of players' content coming out. But I did want to hit on the futures market because now is the time to get in. You have college basketball coming up. You have NFL draft, the end of basketball, the end of hockey, all the golf majors, Kentucky Derby. It's all coming. So maybe that there's some value to be had on some of these boards. So smash the like button to the episode, sub to Mayo Media, Network, and I want to thank Cam and Rob because the Pat Mayo Experience has just won the Fantasy Sports Writers Association Podcast of the Year, which I think in no small part is because of you guys. So thank you very much for always coming on the show and giving it 100% every single time, Cam. I'm sorry that the $150,000 is fake. No, no, I, I, I was, that's what I was saying. I'm like, hey, Pat, oh, this is going to be great. Like, I'm like, Pat, I told my girlfriend, oh, Pat's probably going to send me some more Omaha steaks. And they were really, really tasty. And I'm like, oh, you know, maybe he'll saw me off a couple grand if things go well with his children and he hits some golf bets. Like, I, I thought you 150K. I was telling everybody. Like, I told I told the guy, Dave Sherapan, that you met in Vegas. I'm like, hey, you know that guy, Mail, you met? He won 150K. Like, Rob, am I living under a rock? Like, I really, like, I, I thought he won $150,000. Like, wow. Well, anyway, I don't care, Pat. It's still uh, congratulations on whatever the hell you did in your life for having children. Thank well, you. I mean, I could see I could see how someone could think that. I mean, Pat did put it in the tweet. You can't like sarcasm doesn't translate well over Twitter a lot of the time. So I, I've done this before. Where you're sarcastic with a treat, tweet and people think it's real. But I just really quickly clicked on like, what what is it? The FGSA? What, who gave out the award, Pat? The, the, FS, I, the FSWA. 
Oh, FS. I clicked on the account. They hadn't tweeted in like a year. Like this is like their only tweet of the year. I'm like, I don't think these guys are giving out 150 K to the best fantasy podcast. So it's all fake. Like I saw, congratulate. Like Pat, I went to like, you know, after you like tweet or like something, I go to the comment section. Congrats. 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 Like, that's all I did. I like see. That's the difference between me and Bazola. <laughs> like Bazola actually goes to the source. I'm like, wow, these Twitter followers. They, they say it's true, so it must be. Well, in, in fairness, the FSWA is a real organization. It's a collection of fantasy writers and podcasters and video contributors, and they have awards every single year. I really did win the award. I just didn't get 150k. I, I have to pay. Did to you get, win anything? No, I have to pay to get the <laughs> award shipped to me. He's a hundred bucks out of pocket. <laughs> <laughs> not, not like not 10 grand, 15, 20. No. Oh, wow. So you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a prestigious award in the space. Oh. I mean, a lot of people are offering congrats. I know a, a friend of mine uh, or, or someone I read over at the athletic Shana was voted like best hockey writer again. It's like people really like, this is a prestigious thing. They want to win it, but so I, why don't I, they give you money and prizes or a fridge or something like that? Like who's donating, right. who's donating the prize? Where's the like, prize? The organization. If it, you win an award for something, you get an award. Okay. Like, like, go, even go, college, you, you, Rob, you, I'll shock you. I won a documentary award for high rise apartment safety in London, Ontario. Dangerous. Use ring of fire by Johnny Cash. Whatever. Like I got a plaque and a check and that was yeah. in college. 500 bucks. Well, here's the thing, Cam. Uh, I paid to join the organization in 2009 for 1999. And that's the only oh. money they've ever taken from me. Besides Union me. dues. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, pay, you pay once to get into the association, but it's 20 bucks. Wow. It's pretty, sounds like pretty fair value. But honestly, Pat, I'm going to be honest with you. And I don't want to rip these guys or whatever. And you do great work. I think you should get like at least like an appliance and, and, and a check. That's that's all I'm gonna say. But uh, someone has to give this over. There's no there's no money to give. It. They're not collecting. Money how about 1995 times 500,000 people or whatever? Sure, but okay, now they're gonna thing. market to 500,000. Like there's not 500,000 people that are applying for this. There's probably like a couple hundred. If I yeah, had. How about every kind of like I, a golf club? You pay 1995 to start. You do a ten dollar initiation fee, like for the restaurant or whatever, Pat, and then you take that money and you have an award show. How's that sound? Well, they do they do the award show on Sirius, so they're partners for that. Andy Barons from mm. Yahoo is the president of it. He runs the entire thing. But I think okay. the whole, I, I think the whole point of keeping it twenty bucks as a one time fee is to allow everyone from the space to be allowed to come and join it. Like if you started charging more, there are some contributors who were just getting started that want to become a part of the association. And you know, if you made it a thousand bucks a year or something like that, no one would actually join it. And Rob, I think it's like a couple couple thousand now, like three thousand, something like that. It's pretty big. It's, I mean, but over the course of time, I, I mean, I guess if it is that big, Cam does have a point. Though. Thank you. If you're Thank if you're collecting you. three thousand, if you have three thousand people at twenty bucks a pop, once though, not a it's, decent it's amount a, of that's that's a one time fee. What 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 are the costs of this yeah. organization? Like, like do you website pay an annual fee? No, there's do you no, pay there, like five nine no. five bucks to keep your membership or anything like that? No, no, okay, no, there's none of that. They they might have to introduce that if they want want cash prizes, but. They, it sounds like they've collected a little bit more than I, I give them credit for in the beginning, in which case, you know, like, w- what are the costs of this organization on a daily, weekly, annual basis? They got to keep the website up. There's website hosting. It doesn't cost a ton. What else outside of that? They're paying you. You're, you're paying for the shipping of your own trophy. So they have to pay. pay like, so they, they would have to pay for the trophies. Right. And they would have to pay for, I guess, the web development of keeping stuff up to date on the website. They could probably, there's probably a re. I mean, 
if there's 3,000 people in it, and that might be shooting too high, I'd say there's probably at least over 200,000. Let's say there's 300,000. That means they've collected $60,000 over the past yes. 20 years. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Give a couple couple grand a year. How about some, some coupons? Some certificates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> like, yeah, 100 bucks to Jack in the box. Like, I, I don't know what you're talking I don't know what you say, but anyway, Pat, I really thought you won $150,000, and that tells you basically where I am. Like, no clue what's happening anywhere. Well, like, maybe I'm, maybe we can win $150,000 with some of these future bets. Let's parlay them all together. I like that. I won. I hit Chris Kirk last week. That yeah, was you, that was an interesting uh, yeah, you ride and, on 18 there. You, you, uh, you I like can. that shot you, off the rocks. Fuck you guys. I had Eric Cole. <laughs> oh, dude, but you could see the beautiful thing. See, no, 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 no. Uh, Cole was so big of a dog. You could have done whatever the hell you wanted to do with that, Pat. You're a smart guy. Like, Cole, what was Cole? 300 to 1 at the start of the tournament? What, what was he? What, 175. Okay. So, basically, it doesn't even matter. That thing goes to a playoff. You got Cole. You could do whatever the hell you want, like, with, with that money. Right, yeah, Rob? Like, like, like I'm, not, I'm not. Obviously, I, I didn't. I thought he got paid $150,000, but I do understand about hedging. <laughs> well, right? I, I assume based off of Pat's reaction here, he did not hedge. When yeah. he just let the wager go, which honestly, I mean, to each their own, I probably would have done the same in Pat's shoes. We have nothing to show for it now. Well, but uh, I, the, the one good thing is great I, bet. I, I had the each way on it. So I was getting paid out 44 to one Got in it. the top five regardless. So I didn't feel like I needed to hedge because I was still getting a pretty nice payday that, hey, I have, I'm highly profitable for the week. I'm getting a big return. So I might as well let basically the entire golf season ride on this. He makes this putt. I'm, I'm profitable for the year at 175 yep. to one. Good call. What a pick I, I, by I like Cole. What a pick on Cole, too. Like, yeah. I got to be honest with you. If I didn't have money on Kirk, I wanted Cole to win. 34-year-old rookie. His mom's there. Seems like a nice guy. I like Chris Kirk's story. You know, we all have demons in our life and stuff. But I was cheering for I, – I, I wish I had money on Cole. I wanted him to win, actually. Well, at least you got paid on 30-1. to 1. That's pretty good. But these are the I sorts did. of – I mean, I don't have any. I only have one of the futures that's potentially that long. Maybe you guys got some bigger ones. I, I was a bit gutless when I was thinking about future odds. So I only have one double digit, two single digits, and we'll roll on that. Let's go to the gold, though, and we'll start with my first one. And this one is going to be pretty contentious because he's now fourth in the market. But you know, last week or even a few days ago, I think this was 9-1 to one or 10-1. to one. It's down to 6-1. to one. I think that Will Levis is going to be the first pick in the draft. Really? Yeah. I don't. I, do. I don't either. Wow, Pat, explain. Okay. So there's, you know, you always have to be able to filter through what the internet buzz is all about because I got, I fell into the Malik Willis hole last year, be like, mm -hmm. man, he might be the first quarterback that goes off the board. But I do think there are certain things, and it probably depends on who trades up for the number one pick and the organization that they want to do. But I think there's a lot of copycatting going on in the NFL right now. So when you take a look at the board, like Anthony Richardson currently has better odds than Will Levis to be the number mm -hmm. one pick. I don't see him going number one. I think that he could be potentially the second or a top 10 pick, but it doesn't seem why people are too enamored with Stroud or Bryce Young as a potential franchise only because you look at the quarterbacks that have been drafted and successful as young players recently. It's, it's akin to why Zach Wilson went number two in the draft is why I think Will Levis could go number one. When you look at Herbert and Allen 
and Burrow. And all these guys that have come out, he just, I mean, A, he looks like them. He's a tall white dude with a huge arm, reasonably mm-hmm. athletic. But I think that there's enough of a copycat going on, especially with these franchises that could be picking number one. Not the savviest franchises in the world, that they're just going to fall in love with the tools that Levis has. And they're going to say, you know what? I, if this guy can be 90% Josh Allen, well, we can be a really good team in two years where the other guys are probably safer. They're probably better. I can just see it working that way. So I bet it at nine to one. It's down to six to one. I I have my reasons. I just think that playing the narrative on this, you're going to see buzz and buzz and buzz, and we'll see you know some sort of ridiculous highlight that comes out. He'll test really well, and then all of a sudden, he's going to be the number one pick. So for me, I think the buzz is real, though. So the Malik Willis, I think, is a bad comparison because that buzz came from the combine where he threw like some 70-yard touchdown pass or everyone was going nuts. But it was more so just off like a video that went viral rather than teams being linked to Malik Willis in general. I mean, it could happen. I just haven't heard much about this, like, or this being the possibility. I strongly think Carolina is going to trade up to number one. And I don't know who it's going to be for, but I would be shocked if it's not Young or Stroud. Stroud is a very prototypical Frank Reich type of guy. Uh, I think Young is, is, is getting like burned right now because he's short. You know, he's going to measure in at 5'10". He doesn't weigh a whole lot. But I can also see them falling in love with him. I I guess, I mean, to each their own. Personally, I I would be pretty surprised at this point if it's not one of those two. And I would say Richardson's probably the third most likely just because there was a a little bit of buzz around him um, from from NFL camps, like heading into the combine. But I'm not in love with it. I'll be honest, Pat. I'm pretty open about when I, I like a pick or not. I'll root for you. I don't have anything on the, the open, like the first pick market yet. But I think Carolina is going to move into that spot. I think they're going to take Bryce Young. Okay. But that, I mean, a lot of that is predicated on Carolina moving up. Like, what if the Texans move up? I could see the Texans taking Levis. I could see the Falcons taking Levis too. The Falcons is is an interesting one because it depends on whether or not they get Lamar Jackson or not. Well, if they're, they're prob- going to be in the hunt for. They're, they're probably not going to trade for the number one pick if they get Lamar Jackson. Just that's what that out. exactly right. Right. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I was getting at. Silver um, bronze. I thought we were just getting together again and like talking about how our lives are going and to talk about your hundred fifty <laughs> grand, Pat. Maybe okay, <laughs> Cam. Let, let me ask you about Bryce Young. So yes. I, I listen. I admittedly don't really care about college football or watch any of it. So okay, as a comp, I love it as a comp in the NFL. What sort of quarterback is Bryce Young? Because it seems like he's because I mean Jalen Hurts. Okay, is he is he a runner like Jalen Hurts can run? I don't think he'll run as much, but he still has ability. Would you not agree? Was that a fair comparison, Rob? Jalen Hurts is he's a mixture of kind of like. Fields, not as good runner, better passer. Jalen Hurts, he's he's a decent runner. He hits guys like I gotta be honest with you, he's a gamer too. Like we've watched this guy take hits. He stays in games. He's tough. He you know what I really liked about him, Pat, too. Like when all these other guys like were sitting out of the bowl games, he's like, screw this. Alabama had a disappointing year. He went in there, bam, 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 bam. Like, I think he really loves the game of football. He's not just there to collect the paycheck. I think he's a very Decent quarterback, and I think he'll grow. Like, remember Jalen Hurts the first year? People are like, oh, God, what are the Eagles doing with Jalen Hurts? Now, all of a sudden, the guy's a great quarterback. I compare him to Hurts. That's kind of my opinion, but I think, actually, he's a better passer. Okay. I think he's a more accurate passer than Hurts. So so if that's the case then, Rob, then maybe I'm way off base on this because being a copycat league, if there are teams that think they can build a Jalen Hurts-style offense around Bryce Young, then he probably is going to be the first pick. 
Yeah, I think I think Cam's right. Like the, Hertz is one of the comps that that he constantly gets compared to. Kyler Murray is another. Now call. he he it, it's he's has a better arm than Kyler Murray. He's a more accurate passer than Kyler Murray Smarter is. Smarter too, but he doesn't have the the like the same mobility. So I don't think that there's like a true you know apples to apples comparison for him. But I I, I honestly like I I started betting the NFL draft in the COVID year. And that was very different than betting the NFL draft now. Because in the COVID year, none of these reporters had access to the teams in real time. They weren't doing a combine. There, there was, it was basically like basically me putting together like a logic puzzle, right? And saying, okay, this makes sense here. This makes sense here. This makes sense here. But it's the, the draft has evolved. And we got back to the, you know, everybody being in a camp. I, I think now when you hear buzz, most of the time, there's actually something to it. It depends on who's reporting it. Obviously, a lot of these mock drafters, they don't know anything. They don't, they're just copying someone else's mock draft. Or they're, but you get a guy like Daniel Jeremiah, for example, who says, oh, I think this is going to happen. It's probably going to happen. He's probably pretty well connected. So I just haven't heard anything about Levis yet in terms of being considered at that position. That's the only reason I, I said that. But um, I, I, I think the Panthers already – I think the Panthers are trading up to one. I think they know who they want at number one. I just don't know who it is, but I I would be surprised if it's if it's not one of younger Stroud. Okay, well, Rob, it's to you. We'll we'll, we'll pass the conch over. What do you got for a gold pick? So I'm going to stick in the NFL. Uh, I did many, a video. So not not many putt. Uh, <laughs> I I could go as. Well, let's let's just say that I cashed on a future on the mini, on the first World uh, Putting League event that I covered betting the field and uh dan hester a 72 year old green bay packers fan won the event very local guy <laughs> yes. in myrtle beach he knew the course better than everybody else oh so course hi- cor- course history is course a real history. thing in mini putt it 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 is run uh, the sims rob do you do you do you have the simulation for the mini putt or can we break I, it down well i ran my own some like kind of version of the sims and i saw some value in the field and uh <laughs> And it came through at plus 420. So I did cash that bet for, for those who want to mock. But that was actually really fun, really, really fun. But uh, I did a video on, on the Forward Progress YouTube channel yesterday on the coach of the year market for the NFL. And I pulled up the odds at DraftKings. And they didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me because I think there's like a very easy like resume for how you win coach of the year. And it's you missed the playoffs the previous year. And then you make the playoffs the following year. And if we look back through history, that tends to happen. And new coaches in new environments tend to have an advantage as well. I don't know how Sean Payton is not the favorite. So I'm going to bet Sean Payton to win coach of the year at 14 to 1, plus 1,400 at DraftKings. Dan Campbell's the favorite. Dan Campbell is fine, but his opportunity to win coach of the year was last year. Now they had nine wins a season ago. For him to win next season, they're going to have to have 12, 13 wins. They're going to have to improve a lot. Matt Eberflus of Chicago, the second favorite, like the, the Bears have to make the playoffs. What's the likelihood of that? Sean Payton, the Denver Broncos won five games last year. Now, I'm not saying it's a certainty that they're going to win more this season or that they're going to compete in the AFC West. But if they get to the playoffs, he is going to get all the credit for turning the organization around because the thought was Russell Wilson was cooked. Sean Payton's going to get a lot of credit for that. Uh, he's going to get the comparisons to Nathaniel Hackett the year before and say, look how much better he coached the team overall. So I think Peyton is really, really badly mispriced in this market um, based off the five wins for the Broncos a season ago. 
I'll, I'll make him the, the top pick in the futures play here. 14 to one Sean Payton coach, coach of the year. I, I really like that one. Uh, the, I agree. The, the, the other future that I was looking at is only plus 150, but I, I don't know how this grades if it happens. Let's say DeMar Hamlin wins comeback player of the year. He's plus 150 for next year, but it's not really him. Does that mean your bet cashes? Uh, I see. We're going down the conspiracy theory <laughs> path here. Um, I, I mean, I think it would cash only because people think it's him still. The sports books... Are they in the know that there's a fake DeMar Hamlin, just like there was a fake Paul McCartney, right? They brought back Paul McCartney back in the day after he passed away as well. Uh, I think it would still still cash, Pat, personally. Okay, that's good to know. So, Cam, do you – I know that you don't have the, the gold, the silver, and the bronze, but this is where we always like to catch you is when you're going off the cuff about stuff that you like in the future, especially on the Best Bet Show, when you don't have, like, one really nailed down, and then you have to, I'll make this one my gold. It usually turns out well. You said you like the Phoenix Suns? Yes, I do. Um, uh, while we're talking about that, can you guys find me odds? Like, I'm I'm on DraftKings looking for a Big East Conference tournament. Uh, can is there? Can you find me some odds? I I just see futures there. I was looking uh, men's or women's. Uh, men's, please. I actually Stanford is a lock. I think to win the women's uh, title at minus one fifty, but you don't want to lay juice. Indiana is a good dark horse at plus eight uh, eight hundred in the women's um, college basketball March Madness. But I do. Like, here's the thing: Kevin Durant played one game. The guy, you know, he he was the not he's been off, and I just watched the way this team played with him, and you know, out of all the crazy guys that have been in the league, he, he's he's solid, and I really think that you know, I wish we got better odds, but at plus four fifty, I'm kind of thinking about Phoenix going. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work out with Dallas and Kyrie. It sucks. I really wanted a bigger number. I didn't think it was going to work out, Pat. But the more I think about it, I think the Phoenix Suns can win. If they go to the final at plus 450, you can hedge if you put a, put a big enough bet on it. But I do want to mention one other thing. We laughed at that guy who did the – me and uh, Marenzi were talking about this on the show. The San, uh, Sacramento Kings were 300 to 1. And we're kind of like, this guy took the, this at the start of the year. I'm like, why don't you just take the wins over like we did? But, Rob, you guys know, doing math, Sacramento is a three seed, and they're getting 125 to 1. If they win one or two rounds, you're already – in a major hedge situation, like I doesn't take Rob's run the Sims or, or a mathematician or, or Einstein to figure it out. You could be in a really good spot right now with these guys. I've never seen a team with that high odds. So if you're looking for a flyer, but Pat, I really like Phoenix at plus 450. Sorry to, I didn't really realize we were doing gold, silver, and bronze. I thought we were just talking about your award today, as I mentioned, and talking about like, you know, if you're going to saw me and Rob off some stakes or other things of that nature. But uh, I like Phoenix at plus 450. I got the numbers. Tons of you have done it, but not all of you. Yeah, so what you need to do right now, if you want to take charge of both your time and your meal prep, visit factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off right now. Because supporting the sponsors is in very much the same way supporting the Pat Mayo experience, which I very much encourage you to do. Eating better is just easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals, mainly because, well, yes, they are very tasty, but it's the time that they save you. Do you say you never have time to work out? Well, if you're someone that preps all your food at home, that means you need to drive to the store. You need to walk through it, make a list, get your groceries, bring them home, store them, unpack them, get the reusable bags out of the way. Then you actually have to make the meal. We're talking like two hours per meal on that. And listen, 
I love cooking things at home myself, but it takes an awful long time. Are you going to use an app to get takeout? Well, it's going to take you like 30 minutes to figure out which restaurant that you want anyway. Then you wait 45 minutes to get it, and it's probably like crap for you by the time it actually gets there. This is all time that you could have been like spending working out or doing work or just having some relaxation time because all of the meals with Factor are ready to go in just two minutes, and it goes with any sort of meal prep that you want to do. Do you want to do calorie smart? Do you want to do keto? I'm personally trying to bulk up right now, so I'm doing the protein plus to make sure that I hit my levels every single time. I go through, I pick what I want, it shows up. I never have to think about what I'm going to eat for three meals a day, four meals a day, whatever it might be for like three weeks. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend that you head to factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off. That's code MAYO50 at factormeals.com slash MAYO50 to get 50% off. The Pat Mayo Experience is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is that all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. And it is super easy to use. You don't need to be a tech wizard in order to set up your own website to peddle your wares on the World Wide Web. Squarespace makes that so easy, thus cutting down on the expenses you'll need to pay someone else to do it. You can do it all yourself. You can set up email campaigns to engage with your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. If you're in the content space and you have a lot of videos, you can host your entire video collection, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages and sell access to your videos with member access. But the best part about it all is the analytics feature. You can use those insights to grow your business learn where your site visits come from where sales are coming from then you can analyze which of your channels are the most effective improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content it makes it all easy all in one spot for a very low cost and it's something that you're going to need to do if you want to grow your business so Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash mayo to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I, I, I have I have some Big East tournament odds for you if you want them. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, Bring them on. Yukon plus 325, Marquette yeah. plus 325, Creighton okay. plus 450, Xavier plus 450, Providence plus 650, Villanova 7 to 1. Bing! That's oh. the one. Here's the thing. Villanova's had guys out all year. They're on a little bit of a heater. And now you think, Pat, this is the way you bet these tournaments. Some teams don't want to go all the way. And the Big East, Rob will tell you, it's like it's a murderer's row. It's kind of like you go to a, you know, a a technical school and every day you have to fight somebody for your lunch money. Bam, bam, bam. You're fighting. Okay, I got to deal with this guy. I got to deal with another guy. Oh, he's coming up from behind. Give him a little bit of a knife. This conference is crazy. All teams are good. Villanova makes sense because I think they're going to run the table. Unlike other teams are just want to, they're already in the tournament. I love Villanova at that price. Actually, you know what? You can make that as my uh, bronze selection and I'll move Phoenix up. So give me Villanova at uh, seven to one to win the big East tournament. Okay. I'll make that your silver pick. How about that? 
Oh, thank you, Patrick. Yes, yes, I appreciate that. I, and I'm really sorry for being unprepared. It's fine. And absolutely brutal on this show, but I, I do my best. It's all right. I'm busy. It's no different than any other week, so. <laughs> I actually do do some research, Rob. Not, I don't like on The Sims, right? I, you know, but I look at stats and some other things and trends and yeah, you're right. You just you, you said you, you you just you lobbed it in there, and I had I had to hit. No, hit no, no, no. You knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I gave you a, a nice little set, and you spiked it in my face. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at XFL futures to see if I could find oh, one, but I wanted to bet on the DC. Houston. I know DC, Houston. No, Houston's defense is all right. The DC defenders are actually good. Their defense is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like the DC defenders, Pat? So you're into the XFL. Oh, fantastic. Listen, listen, if people want to go to runthesims.com, you can use code Mayo to get yourself 10% off. Our Sims and projections for the XFL have been on point every single week. In fact, there are even sites out there that are now offering props, as Paul and I found out last week, that are just copying our numbers. I got one. Paxton Lynch to not be in the league by next week. Lock. <laughs> that guy sucks. I got to tell you something. I've never seen like guys in football, like Rob, Rob, we talk about this, right? We're regular dudes. We watch the games, whatever we played at a high school level. Do people not watch football? I've seen Paxton Lynch play for the Broncos, for the Seahawks and every single other B, C, D tier league. And they're putting this guy out there. He sucked. Then they bench him. Oh, let's start him again. He sucks. They bench him. It's like, dude, this guy stinks. I'm a Seahawk fan. Paxton Lynch is horrible. He was not even a great quarterback at Memphis. I don't understand how John Elway, as a great quarterback, evaluates quarterback talent, but honest to God. And know what, Pat? I'm going to say this, too. I don't know how, the way your computer system works, but I actually believe, because less people are into that. You guys explain this to me. I think your Sims would be good for the XFL because it's more uh, – I guess, is there less variables, less things? like how, Why is it working better than the NFL is the question I ask. Because the market itself isn't as sharp because no one knows anything about the XFL. So if you have a good grasp on how playing time is going to shake out, then you can really ramp it up. Like things, I mean, this has always been explained to me and I've seen it because Justin, who I co-founded the site with, is really into spring football. I mean, he was a college football player. These are like the kind Mm -hmm. of things that he loves. So like USFL last year, we absolutely cleaned up. Love it. Uh, XFL, we're cleaning up this year. It's harder to get like spreads and totals right, but in terms of actual player projection, so leveraging that into props, DraftKings picks, that kind of thing is a lot easier to do if you have a better sense because you might actually have a better sense than the book. And Rob, I'm guessing that you probably know pro bettors out there that are like exclusive WNBA bettors or something like that or mid maybe not so much now in terms of college basketball like mid-majors but you know 10 years ago when you couldn't necessarily watch every single one of these games and I would just guess that with fewer eyeballs on it that those markets inherently would be a lot softer yes so there's 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 good and bad to it right but definitely they are softer in the in the sense that you don't have every single professional looking at smaller markets the reason why is it's harder to get money down a lot of money on a WNBA game like if I wanted to, just as an example, if I wanted to bet 10 grand on a WNBA game, I have to bet that in probably 20 different spots in order to get that amount down. If I wanted to do that on an NFL game, I could bet that in one spot and it'd be no issue. So because of that, a lot of pros just don't like the logistics, but for sure, I've worked with people who specialize in WNBA. I've worked with people who specialize in NASCAR, head-to-head matchups, like any sport you can think of. If they think that they have an edge, they're going to go for it. And while they may not be able to get a ton of money down, it's way more lucrative in terms of their overall ROI, because nobody's really paying attention to this stuff. So I never discriminate when it comes to sports betting. I think if you have an edge, you have an edge. 
And certainly like when you launch a new league, like the XFL, everybody's going in blind, right? There's just like you said, Pat, if like there's someone that's way more in tune with the league and what kind of personnel they're going to roll out, that person's going to make a killing, whether it's from projections or betting or whatever it may be. So it's a, it's a huge advantage in the early going to have a good simulator for the XFL. Yeah. For example, Cam, like just play unders in the San Antonio Brahma's games because they're fucking useless. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Even though they murdered uh, who they uh, Orlando, the Gar- uh, Orlando guardians suck. And by the way, Here's another thing. Can we get new team names instead of Guardians, like Cleveland Guardians, Orlando Guardians? Like, like I'm just like, get, get a more original. Anyway, I, I said my piece. Paxton Lynch is horrible. I don't wish ill will upon anybody, but that team sucks. Pat, if I can make a bet for them finishing dead last, that's the bet. Put that in the minerals. Rob, do you got a silver pick? Uh, I do. So we're reaching the point in the show now where I'm trying to... Uh, to advocate for my favorite teams. Uh, I'm going to <laughs> oh, go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Leafs. Eastern not yet. Conference? Not, not yet. Not okay. yet. We're not going to Leafs yet. Um, I think the Raptors are going to find a way to get into the playoffs. So if you go over to DraftKings now, under the you know playoffs market, I think the Brooklyn Nets to miss the playoffs at plus 320 is a very good bet right now. This team has fallen off, and I think the market has not caught up to how bad they are without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But you look at their BPM metrics, uh, individual players, they just don't have the top-end talent anymore, and they're not that deep. Like, their bench is really struggling. So you condense all these games later in the year. They got smoked by the Knicks again last night. Basically, since the All-Star break, they've been terrible. Uh, I think that they're, like, really, really primed to to fall off here. So I'm going to take them to miss the playoffs plus 320. I bet it before yesterday's game at plus 380. It hasn't moved a whole lot, but that lo- that loss matters and Brooklyn's not that good and and people haven't caught up to it yet. So so I have to ask in terms of the NBA playoff market, does that mean you're one of the top 8 seeds after the play-in or do you just have to finish as one of the top 10? No, top top 8 seeds after play-in. Okay, so it is if you're if you're the 10 seed, that doesn't mean you've made the playoffs. You have to get in then after that. Correct. Okay, so yeah, you should be. I mean, they're only a game and a half up on the Heat right now. A half or, yeah, game and a half up on the Heat right now, who also lost last night. The Heat uh, are now, sucking too, Pat. Like, I love, I gotta be honest with you, Rob's coming out guns a-blazing right now. His, his gun's full of bullets. Bam, bam, bam. That's a great bet, Rob. Like, honestly, and you've seen it. The The Brooklyn Nets are junk. Like, <laughs> they're, they're, that this team is falling apart. And the Miami Heat, they're another team? Like, what the hell are they doing? They're spinning their wheels. I love your pick, Rob. I appreciate that, Cam. Um, I, now I'm I'm going to have to like you. You're making me do a double check on this, Pat, which is good. <laughs> it's good, but I'm, I'm going to have to read through like 38 pages of DraftKings rules at this point just to make sure. But that's how I've always understood it, and I'm not a huge NBA better. Yeah, because I'm looking at it right now at another spot. Yeah, it's plus 320. So plus 325 is probably leading the market at the moment on this. So. Be, be, just because the only reason I say that is, is DraftKings does have a market that says to participate in the play-in oh, okay. and Brooklyn is plus 100 on that. So, whereas they are like, so I, I, I think that this is a completely separate market in terms of, they actually have to win that, make okay. the playoffs. All right. Yeah. Re- read, uh, read your terms and conditions and how these rules are actually paid out before making one of these wagers. Unlike Rob, who didn't do that and just assumed, although he's probably right. You do, you always want to, it's like playing in a fantasy league, Cam. You always want to read the rules because then you can potentially exploit the rules or at least not have the rules exploited against you in the future. 
I got to be honest, Pat, my fantasy league is run by a bunch of stoners. Everyone just smokes dubs and like we put in money and like literally these guys are still reading magazines from the convenience store five months ago. And it's fun that way because, you know, not no one's beating each other up or Rob knows I dealt with some guys in Woodbridge in the past. And like, you know, we did an auction league and I've seen guys fight. I've seen like problems like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that fantasy leagues are supposed to be fun. Like we were supposed to like see, you see your buddies who have kids. You haven't seen them in a year. That's when we get together. So, yeah, I really I, to me, it's just uh, it's more of just like basically seeing people that you don't see. It's more of a meet and greet rather than a competition. Well, I, I will suggest to people out there, if they ever have problems with the funds in their league, like you have a very untrustworthy mm-hmm. commissioner, highly recommend LeagueSafe.com to uh, protect your money in all this. You'll, you know, it's safe. I mean, <laughs> League Safe. Uh, you can put your money in there, and then you'll get all the money out whenever that you want it. So, you know, if, you're, if your buddy has a Coke problem and he's your commissioner, yes. you know, the, the money's probably not going to be there. commissioner's got a drug problem. The money's gone from the safe. Like, that's the whole thing. you got to hire a commissioner that doesn't have vices right like you can't hire a guy that's got problems well that, that's alimony what, that's why you use league safe you know, it's just a computer yeah. system it doesn't have problems it just pays you out very reputable too your uh, cam's condo board should use league safe instead of barb oh yeah barb yeah barb yeah 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 she's great she's got now now she hates me and the, the snowplow guy put a nice little angle of snow so i can't get out of my oh, that was fun five o'clock in the morning oh yeah shovel that mountain anyway barb i'm coming for you if i didn't work so much i'd Definitely run the condo board. Maybe I can get the envelopes. <laughs> All right. So my silver Riding pick, and this, this one is a credit to John Legazia, the host of Fantasy po- mm. Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets on Mayo Media mm. Network. He gave me, and I went, and I searched around. It's five to one currently on DraftKings, but there is a site that is open 365 days a year that has a boost to 12 to one on this bet. And that's where I took it. So 12 to one Masataka Yoshida, American league rookie of the year. Essentially it's him or the guy who's currently the favorite, but this guy apparently raked in Japan. What are the numbers here? 29 years old, five straight seasons of plus 950 OPS in Japan, mm-hmm. getting paid lead off for Boston on opening day. I mean, Boston, if Boston has a good Japanese rookie, that guy's going to win. I know nothing about this guy. <laughs> Zero. Like, negative about... If John Legeza recommended it, I'll go bet it. Because I love that guy. And he's the best. But I cannot advocate for this being a good bet or a bad bet. Other than I've known John and followed his stuff for years. And I think he is generally very in tune with these types of things. So... That's all the contribution I can make towards the Major League Baseball Rookie of the Year discussion. Have you been doing any uh, spring training betting or even looking at these futures markets? Because I, too, am clueless when it comes to baseball at this point, Cam. So trusting John is about as good as I can do. I'm too busy, Pat. Like, we're betting, like, Patriot League basketball and stuff like that. Baseball, will it'll, it'll, it'll get there really, really soon. But, yeah, you said it. Like, the XFL, like, people laugh at the league. It's been fun. Like, we've been actually profitable early with the XFL too. So yeah, I'm with you. Like I, I, I can say, Oh, I'm hardcore. I'm betting all these like, you know, preseason cactus league games. No, no, I'll put some futures in and stuff like that too, but not, not yet. Not yet. There's too much going on. All right. Well, this is one to get on Yoshida 12 to one, get that boost up there and you know, sit back and collect your money. Come. And when the hell do they release the awards? Like November or something like that. Pretty yes, late. Something yeah. around there. Everyone's arguing over who should win everything, citing all the war stats from different <laughs> sites. 
how, how are there different calculations for war in baseball? That's what I won't really ever understand. They should have one source of the truth. You, you don't have your FG war or your, what is it, BP war? Those don't yeah, match up? Yeah, baseball reference. And yeah, they, they don't match up a lot of times. I, I mean, I guess everybody has their own. But like the MLB should standardize this at some point or, or another. Like it's kind of dumb. You have the same metric and it's different calculation. All right. Bronze picks. Cam, I have one for you in the chamber if you want it, because it didn't make my list, because I said that I have this at a better number, so I wouldn't bet it at this number, because I've already bet it at a better number, but I do think that the odds are going to be shorter for this by the time it comes around, and maybe it's just me, like, wish fulfillment thinking about it, but Max Home is still 25-1 to 1 to win the U.S. Open in L.A. I got to be honest with you, Pat. Love it. Uh, I'll bet Max Homa in any California tournament. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm looking at uh, Cornhole right now. Like, uh, do you guys know anything about Cornhole? I don't. Mark Richards. I, I'm just trying to find something really different. I'm looking at horses, Australian rules, football. I just don't really have anything locked in right now. Table tennis, probably take a Russian or somebody from the Netherlands. No, I, I, I really, I, yes. You know what, Pat? I, I will be betting Max Homa at the U.S. Open. <clears throat> he, he's a grinder, great putter. He's actually probably my favorite golfer right now, too. There's just everything I like about him. He looks like he's just out there smoking a vape pen in a joint and just kind of does his little walk. And he, he he handles bad things really, really well. He's chill. It's California chill. And I think Max Homo will win a major this year. And I agree with you. If it's going to be one, it'll be the U.S. Open. I, I love that pick. Yeah, it's at the L.A. Country Club. The issue now is like it's still 25 to 1 at DraftKings. But... In these like super field events, he's going off at 20 to 1 and things like that. So there is a chance that the number could be higher uh, by the time the U.S. Open actually comes around. Maybe it's 30 to 1 if he starts going through some struggles or something like that. But there's also a chance it could be like 14 to 1 at the same time. I do think that everyone would want to be in on Homa at this tournament. Essentially, if you play a tournament in California, it's Rom versus Homa. And that's, yep. all, that's all we got. right. And Morikawa at the same time because he's also very good in the state of California. But it's those I love th- your pick, Pat. It's those, love th- it. it's those three guys. Is there anything else we can do? I'm let, trying to find like a rare sport. Like, you guys have anything else like off the grid? Well, um, I mean, I got Paul to give me a UFC one as my bronze pick. Ooh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> I like you. So, Paul, Congratulations on the award too, Shag. I know you're a part of the $150,000 team. That's uh, great work, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Pat, uh, he said the check's in the mail. <laughs> So Sergey Paul, how do I pronounce this? Sergey, Sergey Pavlovich. He's uh, five to one to be the heavyweight champion by the end of the year. He's in Vegas for UFC 285, which at the time of this recording is on Saturday, and he's the alternate. So, in theory, as the alternate, he's probably next in line. And if John Jones does something stupid, he's done lots of stupid things over the years. Sergey mm-hmm. would step up and in and fight for the title and. He wouldn't be any shorter than, like, at worst, I think, like, plus 170 against either one of these guys in a straight-up matchup. And he's 5-1 to one in that market. And, and he's likely to get the shot at whoever wins, exactly. unless there's a rematch, right? Yeah. That good seems, call. That's, like, pre- that's pretty good expected value there, Rob. If this guy's going to get a fight, and he might be, like, plus 150 or something, you know, come May or September, whatever it is. It's a lot of, a lot of time to lock up a 5-1, to one, but... You're giving yourself a pretty good advantage here. It uh, it passes the uh, all the logic tests uh, for me. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, even if there is a rematch, it's not unheard of where you'd have three heavyweight title fights within one year as well, considering one is at the beginning of March. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm good with that. It, it, as long as it's sound, like if we're, we're talking futures here and you're, you're looking for a futures bet, um, as long as this logic is sound, I, I think you go with it. And, and that makes a lot of sense to me. Cam, do you, do you have a side on, on gone versus John Jones? I want to take, gone, I want to take gone, to be honest with you. You want to take gone because you yeah. don't like John Jones, right? Oh, I know. I have no, no issues with John Jones. Actually, like you guys would like the story. Me and Morenci. Rob, were you there that time we met John Jones before, like, he got big in Montreal? He's like, I don't drink. And then, like, it's just, like, next thing you know, the guy's, like, 14 shots deep. I'm like, this guy's he lying to it. Like, what's happening here? Remember that time? He's like, and then his career just went, like, he was on fire mm-hmm. back then. I got no issues with John Jones. Like, I, I just don't understand, though, when you're that good at something to screw it up. It's kind of like, you know, the kid on Georgia. It's like, why are you stunt driving when yeah. you're going to be the first pick in the draft or John Morant, like flashing guns with people, allegedly. Like, these are things I just will not really comprehend. Like, when I want to get tuned, I'll either bring all my friends to my house, we'll lock down, we don't go out in public or whatever and make an ass of yourself. Like, just stay at home with your buddies and, you know, get wasted. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of cheering against John Jones, to be honest with you. Didn't didn't he hit a pedestrian with a car? I kind of, I, I, that's, that's a, not cool. Pregnant. He's done a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can't advocate that. Give me give me give me uh, gone. Yeah. Okay. I want something else, Pat. Like I'm looking for horses. I can't find like I. God, I'm unprepared. There's a uh, chess. There's chess. If you yeah, want to yeah, yeah. But that. there's only two guys, Rob. I was like uh, looking at the dog. You actually went like, and looked already. Yes, I did. I, I've been scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. Well, Rob, what I, else do I? Have? Rob, we've waited this long. There's no hockey future that you have. You're like Mister. Yeah, hockey. come on, Rob. Of course Let's there go. is. You're, you're, the, okay, but, you're yeah. the you're the Gordy oh, Howe of NHL betting. However, well, this is a given that <laughs> this is where it's going to go. But I'm going to pull the uh, the John Legaza here, and I'll recommend the split bet. So we're going to take the Leafs plus eight fifty to win the cup because obviously this is the year. I mean, it it goes without saying that this is actually going to be the year. But in order to hedge that bet a little bit, we're going to go under the season specials uh, in the NHL team futures on DraftKings, and we're going to say. The team, the the winning division for the Stanley Cup is the Atlantic Good at call. plus one eighty five. So we'll take the Leafs plus eight fifty for a half bet. Atlantic division for plus one eighty five. I like the Atlantic division a lot. I think that between Boston, Toronto, and Tampa Bay, you have three of the best five teams in the league. And when they do get to that final four, where these divisions start to match up against each other, it's very likely that the Atlantic team is going to be the best remaining team. Uh, unless Carolina makes it all the way to that point. So I think both of those are good bets. I say this as obviously a Leafs homer. You see the Leafs scarf behind me, uh, but I've actually bet the Leafs to win the cup. I do think that they are much closer to Boston than people realize right now. And I like a lot of the additions that they've made here heading into the playoffs, despite their, their loss in Edmonton last night. So uh, I agree. I like, I like both of both of those bets. That's a great bet, Rob, the division one getting that plus money too. Cause Here's the thing, though, Pat, and as we realize this, Boston, like, everyone's like, oh, Boston, Boston. This is a regular season. In hockey, it's like, really? Who cares? All these teams that won the President's Trophy, like, Boston, they meet Carolina. That team's, a, like, they're good. Like, real good. Like, this is the thing, Rob. Like, everyone just assumes, like, the regular season in hockey, tell me who, like, crushed the regular season and won. Nobody. The team that wins the President's Trophy never wins. And you know what? Everyone's down on the Leafs, so you know what I buddy I'm a diehard Leaf fan too like since like childhood but this is the thing if they get out of the first round that's 
that's all they got to do is get out of the first round and get some confidence. Pat, I'll actually add something. Do I have a, oh, I yeah. don't know how many picks. Oh yeah. Five, I'll fire Dallas stars at 15 to one to win the Stanley cup. The Dallas stars. That's are, my are, are they, are they in the Campbell or the Wales conference? <laughs> They're in the uh, they're in the West. Like they're, what, they're, they're in the Central. 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 They're in the Central. Central. Right? Yeah. yeah. God, the NHL has to do a lot of things. One, you have to reseed one. Like Rob, I'm done with the Leafs playing Tampa Bay, Boston. Like no, enough. it's done. They they did this. This is the stupidest. They did this to create rivalries. But it's but stupid like, because the whole thing. It's the same thing every year. What's the point of the regular season? That's the whole thing. Like the, Le- the Leafs and Lightning have been locked into a first round matchup since halfway mark of the season like it's it's so incredibly stupid that they do it this way the players don't want it the fans right. don't want it nobody wants it except for Gary Bettman and I guess ultimately he's the guy that makes the the decisions but it's dumb no it like it, it actually makes it tiresome I don't want to see the same teams play over and over and over nobody wants to see that what do you think of Dallas Rob I think is the it- west is wide open like they're good they're a good price at 15 they got Ottinger and net they're a dangerous team. The one thing about them is they're kind of hot and cold. Like one night they look like the best team in the league. Other times they suck. But Pat, oh, I'd like to make another bet on the back end. Okay. The Leafs to change their goal song from Hall and Oates to something <laughs> other than Hall and Oates, which is the weakest ass song. Uh, like that's your goal song? What a joke. Give me next year, new, new goal song for the Leafs at any type of plus money. They better change that stuff, Rob. And I'll tell you, if they lose in the playoffs this year, it has to be a must. That's bad chi, bad karma, and it's an embarrassment. People watching the game, even like all our friends from the States, are like, what the hell are these guys doing? You can't have Hall & Oates as a goal goal song. You're a metal guy. Give me some damn guitar. Or go back to Sandstorm. Remember when they had Sandstorm? Yes, anything but Hall & Oates. Making my dreams come true is your goal song? (laughs) You nuts. Like, it's such an embarrassment. You're an original six team. This isn't like a Justin Bieber concert here. Wake up. Yeah, I got. I got, Thank a, you. I got a question about NBA MVP Cam. So, oh, okay. So Jokic is minus four hundred right now to win his third mm. consecutive MVP. You don't yes. see see a lot of NBA players win three consecutive MVPs. I saw Kendrick three. Perkins had had some hot take about uh, what's going on here with Jokic. Yeah, apparently, uh, white players tend to win these back to back awards, and like no one's <laughs> making a big deal about that he could win three in a row. I don't know if they're going to give it to him. I think that's. Three in a row is really tough to do. And I know oh, the, the stats are going to be. No, Giannis. Giannis, man. Giannis, plus 850. Giannis is, the, the is, going, like, is on a tear. They've won like yeah. a million in a row. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I agree. I kind of like think, it, it, you know what? It's actually not a bad conspiracy theory, Rob. Would you agree? Like, Jokic deserves it, but they don't like to do that. They don't like to give it to time and time and time. Giannis is actually a, a, a good play. So yeah. I, I will say this about the NBA. So like, again, when you're voting on any sort of awards for any sport, it, it's like, who are the voters? How do they typically vote? The NBA has pivoted into like, they really use advanced metrics in their voting. And Jokic is like an advanced metrics king. Giannis just doesn't compete with him on on a lot of the advanced metrics. For so from that standpoint, I completely understand why Jokic is minus three eighty MVP right now. But you're Giannis at plus eight fifty with the way that they've that they're playing down the stretch here. Him carrying the team again, like I still think that's a good bet. It probably won't win, but I still think that that's a very good bet. In that there's a lot of upside there and. I mean, I wouldn't make him more than five to one right now. I think that's a a pretty big number. So that was the other one that I was looking at. So you you guys talked about uh, the NHL and they're like weird divisions. How how is the NHL All Star Game? Is that like a laughing stock like the NBA All Star Game is now? 
It's better than the NBA All-Star Game, as stupid as that sounds. So, I mean, the, the thing, the NHL, like All-Star Games, when you were a kid, you used to love them. Like, I used to live for All-Star Weekend. Mm -hmm. As an adult, they don't do anything for me anymore. I think, like, they're not supposed to. I think they're just geared for kids anyway. So, for to me to make, like, I think it's, I think the NHL All-Star Game sucks. But for me to make a criticism of it, like, it's not really intended for me, right? At least I don't think so. If they're intending for, like, everyone, then I I don't like it. But, um yeah, I, all, I think all the all-star games here's, much here's suck. I got to be honest with you. The NHL, Pat, they've had a great year. Um, I know people can talk about ratings or whatever. These guys play every night. If you've watched the NBA load management, like it's a joke. These guys are max players and like literally they take like the best is they get nine days off from the all-star break. It's like, oh, I still need load management. Like, are you nuts? Look how much money you're making. And that's the whole problem with the league. All these guys make so much damn money and now it's a problem. The NHL has been great. It, they, Rob, they just have to clean up their playoff structure and a couple other things. And this league, I really think is, I, I think they're on the cusp of something. Like, you know what I mean? Like uh, people are coming around to hockey. I, I know like you could look at the numbers and say, whatever, they don't really move the needle or whatever. But I'm just saying from people that I talk about in the gambling world that never bet hockey before, I think a lot of people are getting more into it. Would you agree? Like they, there's no load management, which is pissing people off in the NBA. It's, it's, it's a culture thing for sure, but I, I don't think it's going to be like this forever. And I get that like hockey, it's different sport, like watch the NHL playoffs and how guys will put, yeah. put their like lives on the line, basically like face first in front of slap shots at the point. It's, it's nuts, but it, what will inevitably happen in hockey is some star player will get injured down the stretch playing some meaningless sort of game. Mm -hmm. And then we will start to see it. Like that's just going to be the evolution. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it will happen. The reason why though is like for the NBA, if a player can rest 15, 20 games of a season, then your regular season is not valuable enough. I agree. Like at all. So they have to figure that out. How do they make the regular season more valuable? Maybe, maybe home court is like permanent home court and you don't play in the other venue or something like that. May I don't I'm just offering up random solutions, but these leagues have to figure out a way to make the regular season count more. This doesn't happen in the NFL because every game is so important. It's a seven, you know, 17 game season. You can't be, you can't afford, like, unfortunately you get players thrown back into action like Tua because every single game matters so much in the NFL season, but the other leagues need to learn from that and like, and figure it out, figure out how the regular season can be actually worth something. Great point. Do you guys have an NFL future? No, we can throw up right now. Not, not yet. Actually. Like there's, how about the Jaguars? To, yes. do, to do what? I like the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl. Yes. Really? Jags are the best future yep. on the board. But that price, damn right they are. Thanks. Because Thank they're you, the Rob. only I didn't like, I didn't run no Sims. I didn't do nothing. I looked at the board and I just said, bam, that's that's my team right there. Were they 30 to 1? Yes, exactly. So like we we know the two recipes to win in the NFL now, right? It's like you either have Patrick Mahomes or an elite quarterback. Like you have to have an elite quarterback. If you don't, you have to have the quarterback on the rookie deal mm -hmm. and build the team around them. Correct. And the listen, the Jags don't have a bunch of cap space. They can't add to their defense, but they have Trevor Lawrence on his rookie deal. He might actually develop into an elite quarterback this year. They get Calvin Ridley back next year, which people forget about as well. They can score with the best of them at 30 to like they're going to never say never. It's the NFL. Shit hap weird shit happens every year, but they're very likely going to win the division. Like going into the year, big time, they're probably already in a playoff spot. You get 30 to one. That's that's extremely appealing.
Nice, Rob. We agree. Felines, yeah. baby. Uh, I, Go Jaguars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not packs. saying they're going to win the Super no, Bowl, but at either. that price. I'm just looking at it. Like, here's yeah. the thing. Kansas City, I'm looking on DraftKings. They're six. Sure, they can win the Super Bowl. They, they, they're, they, whatever. I'm just saying Jacksonville is getting closer, and they're 30 to one in comparison to, like, why would I take the Buffalo? I, and I want Buffalo to win. But what, the, what the fuck have the Bills done at yeah. seven to one? Like, yep. it's the same shit all the time. I'd rather have the Jaguars at 30. You can even probably find even more, like if if you dig deep. Yep. But I, I like it, Pat. I think they can. I think they're closer than people think. And Rob, Rob, I like the fact that you agree. Thank you. Well, nice. a lot, a lot of it too today. is is exactly what Rob kind of hit on. Like their path to the playoffs and even potentially the one seed in the AFC to get that by is just a lot easier because of the division mm-hmm. that they play in. Where you do see teams in the NFC, like the Niners are eight to one, the Eagles are nine to one. Rob, your Dallas Cowboys, they're fourteen to one. The Lions, they are should 20. they should be one hundred and forty. They should be one hundred and forty to one. Yeah, like the way Mike 14? McCarthy was talking yesterday, Jesus. Yeah, man. yeah. You know what? Just literally buy that ticket and and buy some kerosene and just light it on fire. It's Kim. <laughs> Uh, the li- the Lions and Jags have the same odds currently to win the Super Bowl at draft. I like the Lions. I'm not going to say they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think they make the playoffs next year. But I'm telling you, those cat teams look dangerous. Cincinnati <laughs> at 10, Lions and Jaguars. That's what I would do. But get a big bunch of kitties and put them put them there. I think all the – actually, I'd like to make a bet. All the cat teams make the playoffs. Uh, not the Panthers, though. Right. Well, I, I, I think the Panthers have a good shot to win. Actually, let's think about it. The Panthers yeah. were like their defense is pretty damn good. Well, hey, Pat, I, I, that every cat team to make the playoffs next year. I'll talk to DraftKings to see if they'll have the Cam yeah. Stewart boost. All cat teams to make the playoffs next year. I, In terms of Super Bowl futures, the Saints at 50 to one is kind of appealing, depending on who they get at quarterback. Possibly because they're though. Like, yeah, 50. Like, 50. okay, you said, like, the Panthers are 55 to 1. Cam just talked yeah. about their defense. Here's the sneaky thing the Saints' defense is way better than Carolina's defense. Yeah, well, yes and no. When they're healthy. Like, their front, their, their front four is, I think Carolina's secondary is really I don't good. know, man. We so saw th- the last six weeks of the year, once the Saints got their defense healthy, their defense was locked down. But they couldn't get pressure last year is the problem. It's so hard to win without they, – they have to bring in another pass rusher. It, I mean, the, we, we're less, we're like the offseason hasn't even come yet. We don't even know what these teams are going to add in terms of players. Like things could change. For, if Carolina moves up to the number one pick, they probably have to trade Brian Burns and draft picks. That's going to hurt their defense. It's going to hurt their shot next year. It's going to change everything in the division. We don't know that yet. I, I, I just think if I'm going to punt on a team like – a true punt where they like they don't have a quarterback yet. I I, ha- I need more than fifty to one to do it in the NFL. Yeah, but this is the, this is the NFL. The Seahawks. Fu- this is the NFL futures market. Like you're not going to yes. get that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, you you must so you 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 may or you may not. But you're right. For the most part, you won't. Like I'm I'm just looking at the board right now and seeing if there's anyone at the bottom of the list that I I like and I I don't. Yeah, really the answer is no. Well, I mean, again, Atlanta. I, like a flyer on Atlanta, 75 to one to me is more appealing than the Saints at 50 because at least Atlanta has been linked somewhat to Lamar Jackson as a possibility. Like if they get Lamar Jackson, they're not going to be 75 to one anymore. They're going to be in like the 25 to one range. So that's that's a bet where, and then who knows? Like maybe Ritter just has a great year. Like we never know with these young guys, but yeah, it's it's challenging. Like a lot of these teams are, are priced pretty accurately, I would say, just looking at this board. 
I think I'm going to hit on this next week, Cam, uh, with Feinberg, because he's having like a fucking, he went to Florida and all of a sudden the dude can't talk anymore. He's having meltdowns on the internet about the PGA, about how he's done with the PGA after the new schedule. He's always on the what they, 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 they pulled the Homer Simpson, like threw him into a van and he listened to fish for like 48 hours straight. And like next thing you know, I remember when they uh, hypnotized him and brainwashed. So what's the deal? What's wrong with Geoff? Like, what, what, what's the problem? Well, they made the Is switch. They, they, they released the schedule. There's like more like WGC style no cut events coming next year, which, listen, I don't like, but I understand why they're doing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I, I wanted to link this back to what you were talking about with hockey. You know, hockey's on the rise, that kind of thing. Hockey's not on the rise. There's there's no market no, for it. It's just like golf. Like right. Golf is trying to placate to this theoretical viewership that I don't actually think exists. Like golf has the fans it has, and it's a it's consistent. I mean, they're going to die off because they're all 90 years old, but there's new 90-year-olds to come and take their place that will just inherently like golf. Like some sports need to realize that they are either regional or they're niche, and you're not going to be like the NBA thought it was the NFL for like two years. It's fucking not. You're right. Yeah. But the thing is, Pat, I think with golf, I will say this, and you're right about hockey. Like I'm just saying, I, I wish it was. They didn't need to change things, but you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm wrong. I, I'm totally. I, I wish because I think I really respect the players for what they do on a night night in and night out basis. But I will say this about golf: the addition of fantasy and the daily stuff and all that. Like, I think there's a younger generation of golf fans that are there. I, I am I right? Like, I know a lot of younger people. Like for betting, people love like golf's a perfect sport for fantasy. Four days, you can do like matchups. Every like it's it, it's built perfectly. Don't mm-hmm. you think? It's a great gambling sport, yeah. big numbers. Oh, I, I completely agree. But I think that's still such a small percentage of the people who actually tune into golf every single week. Like yeah, in, in, in this community, it's huge. I mean, that's obviously what we talk about on a weekly mm-hmm. basis. So I think that gets amplified a little bit. Then you start to think that that is bigger than it actually is. Because all of these moves now, like these no-cut events, are all designed to keep my dad watching on a Sunday. So if Tiger's in a tournament, well, now he can't miss the cut. So he's going to be playing on Sunday. It's to keep these guys around. Mm-hmm. And the players want to guarantee themselves money. Man, sounds a lot like live, if you ask me. But I don't know people don't live blows live does but this is sort of a response to so much of the top end of the field especially the intriguing players from the pga tour went to live where now no one watches them but you don't have dustin or brooks or bryson like guys that people actually tuned in to watch that Mm -hmm. casual fans knew on a sunday so now you have to do as much as possible to keep them around me personally i love 156 players and cut half the if the players don't play well fucking get them out of there i think that the cut the cut is like the best thing in golf in terms of entertainment and watching and that the, the issue now becomes like with betting and with daily fantasy no cut doesn't, I mean, it works. Obviously, you can construct games around it, but limited fields, no cuts, those are the worst events to bet on, the worst right. events to play daily. Could agree more. So, You're so right, Pat. But and, the thing about Liv is, too, it's like, why do these guys, there's so much money out there. It's just, to me, it's like, what the fuck's your problem? Like, why can't you, like, you afraid to battle Rory Matt? Like, like, you went for money, I get it. And Dustin Johnson goes, oh, you know, wouldn't you like a job where you work one fourth of the time and do this and this, but the problem is who the, who the fuck cares? Like Charles, Howell the third's winning a golf tour. Like that's the thing. People are like, Oh, wouldn't you I remember this tweet? Oh, I, we got DeChambeau and, and Dustin and this and that. It's like, yeah, well, Chris Kirk, like who cares? Like he's, he, he's one like more, the PGA tours better than live. Like I, I like live sucks. I don't care about their team events or whatever. Pat, are you watching this shit? I'll bet on it. But like, 
I, I just don't I don't see this. I see this league being done very soon. Their numbers were horrible. The does, first yeah, but, they, but their, number, their numbers don't matter. They have unlimited money. They'll keep spending. Yeah. What the Sheiks? Till till they can't spend anymore, right? Like eventually they're gonna have to say, "Fuck this!" What's our return on investment? What are they getting out of it? Do you guys not feel like the problem with Live though is just the marketing? Well, like yeah. Greg Greg Norman, Greg, the shark. Like, like, I, 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 you guys? I, I, I do think that Greg Norman is like realistically like obviously there are people that are inherently just never going to like it. They're obviously going to hate it because of the connection with the Saudi royal government, but. Yeah. Greg Norman ain't helping because no one likes Greg Norman. No, you're right. Greg Norman's a pariah, Pat. Like, he's an unlikable guy. And the way he talks, you're right. Like, you can't have a snake, like, running a league. Like, you have to almost have, like, a, a friendly guy to get in there. It's like, hey, guys, it's not so bad. Like, he's a horrible figurehead for the sport. Another thing, though, Pat, like, so I guess live in, in certain ways, you look, it has, like, what? how many guys are in a tournament? Like, 55, 60 compared to 130, 48, whatever. So, 48 yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, actually. Like, the PGA, like, no offense. Like, we might have Troy Merritt, like, first-round leader, right. or, like some of these other guys. Who's the guy? Mr. Asphyxiation, Smotherman, and all the rest <laughs> of these guys. Like, it's just like, who the fuck are these guys, right? Like, yeah, okay, so, 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 okay, hold on. But that is the point that the PGA is making right now. We're just not going to have these losers in the field, and it's only going to be guys that you know. And I don't like that, but I know that the casual fan likes that a lot more, and it seems like you actually like it a lot no, more. No, 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 but Pat, I agree with you about the cut, though. That's the beautiful thing. Like, try, like I love the drama of, like, the cut lines plus one and who's going to get in and who's going to get out. And I love the fact that if you make the cut, you get paid. If you don't, you don't. that's what I love about golf. It's real. You're, it's based on performance. You make the cut, you hang around the weekend. Even if you shit the bed on the weekend, you get a paycheck. And that's cool. That's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. You earned your spot. But so, uh, there's I, 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 certain things about live I like. I just you're right. Greg Norman is a big problem. So, I, I, I'm still just trying to flesh out, like, well, like trying to come up with the right way to articulate. So talking it through with you guys is very helpful when it comes down to it. But I think we, you kind of triggered something in me when you said the NHL. It's growing. Where I don't think that, I think there's a cap. I lied. I, yeah, but, no, but, but I, <laughs> I I do think that golf thinks that same way. But I think that golf is in the same realm that like it's just not getting bigger. It's just not yeah. happening. I I think COVID did a lot for golf in that they were one of the the ter- like one of the leagues that came back first. Right, the UFC kept fighting on Fight Island and whatever, and they grew Fight a lot Island. during that period. And PGA, I think, grew a lot as well at that time because it was like the first major league that we could all bet on, and everyone was so invested in the tournaments. That helped, but that only helped so much. And now it's kind of, in my opinion, it kind of hit that peak and now it's leveled off again. And it's how do you continue to grow it? I personally, as a, I, I love, I love to golf. I love watching golf, but I don't watch every single tournament, every single round. I'll go to my parents on Sundays and I'll watch a final round with my brother and my dad, my mother as well. And like, we enjoy that as, as a family, but there's a lot of aspects of live that appeal to me that I think are actually really cool. Like the shotgun start, having people all finish around at the same time. And I think you could really do a good job with that on a broadcast. Like if the PGA ran the live tour, I think it would be electric, but I don't know where to find live golf. I don't even know that there's tournaments happening in a weekend. Sometimes I find out like BHCH. Yeah, that, but, right, but like, right, right, right after like murder for hire. Like right. that's a, that's right. But this is my it's point the, with with the, the marketing of Live. They spent it's so the much. Toronto Rock uh, playing their home games in Hamilton. Live. 
one on CHCA. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? But yeah. you're right, Rob. Like the thing is, it smaller fields. It has this. Pat, you're you got you and Rob are very intelligent people. How do you make live at least better? Like, what do you what do you do? Well, I mean, the TV deal is step on. I don't know if there's that much that you can do at this point. One of the things that I did bring up, one of the things I think that is holding Liv back at the moment is its lack of stats. Like, how am I? Great call. Like, I want to gamble on it. I want to play. Listen, I'll play Daily Fantasy and bet on anything, essentially. But it's hard yeah. to bet on Liv. All you're betting on is just the the stats that you know from the PGA tour from these guys. Like there's, it's true. There, there's nothing out there to show me how guys are playing in any sort of particular round. I don't really know anything about the, I mean, now that they're going to some of the courses that I do know, like Maya Koba, like, Oh, there's a profile fit. I know a bunch of people that I didn't bet them, but that bet Charles Howe last week because they're like, Oh yeah, dude always rakes at Maya Koba, but we don't have any of this experience with how people are doing in shotgun strokes, gain metrics, things like that. Like the stats that they use are all from 1950. And it's like, well, this doesn't really tell me anything. Yeah. Peter, you line. Uh, well, Cust is all in on live, by the way, if you didn't know. Is he really? Cust he, he, Cust, he, he referred to the sheiks. He, he referred to Peter Uline as a quote, household name in golf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I used to bet Peter Uline and I'm like, wow, this guy. Yeah. Thursday warrior for, for fun. And I saw him on the leaderboard. I'm like, really? Like Peter Uline. Okay. Uh, anyway, I don't know what to say, but I think you guys bring up a lot of good points. Like, Pat, you're right. Greg Norman's got to go. Like, I, I hate to say it, like, Greg Norman's going to have a meeting with the Sheiks, and he might disappear into a bag if uh, he keeps up uh, the way things are going. They're not very happy with him being the figurehead. I think it's time for them to figure it out. They need uh, somebody else. All right. That'll do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Future yep. best bets, Cam Stewart and Rob Pozzola. You guys are good to go for next Tuesday, talking about some real golf, the Players' Championship. Oh, we're, ba we're, oh, we're back again? Okay, I better uh, get pretty, prepared. I'm pretty sure you were tagged in the tweets with exactly what these episodes were about as well. I understand, Ken. Rob. I, 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 I told you, I'm still like I'm still on Pat winning $150,000. There was no gold, silver, bronze pick. I literally thought we were coming on just shooting the shit and like talking, but I'll we, have picks for the players, we, Pat. We, you we, got it, brother. We did, we did come on and shoot the shit. That was fine. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. No, I, I agree. I agree. And we had some picks. Rob, I got to be honest with you. These are like, I really like uh, where you're going with a lot of those picks that you had there. Very, I did I did confirm as well through the DraftKings terms that the Brooklyn Nets bet uh, does not include the, so like basically if they played a play-in and got eliminated, it would count as them not making the playoffs. Yeah, so the play-in does, yeah, yeah, the the play plan doesn't does, count. Yes, yeah. you're, you're correct. Yeah, yes. most sites are like that, yeah. Okay. There's one, I mean, I think that actually might be my favorite one that you gave out. I mean, Peyton, I think it's a great Peyton, Peyton 14 to one. I like the odds on that, but just yeah. in terms of realistically, like that, that feels like that should be a coin flip at this point. They're they're They've really fallen off. And I, I listen, I, I don't bet a ton of NBA, but people feed me their NBA bets to, to bet. And, and I've noticed a, a trend of people betting against Brooklyn pretty consistently. And someone mentioned this to me yesterday of like, Hey, these prices are still available. It shouldn't be like this. So I actually think it's a really good bet, and it gives me more rooting interest in the Raptors as well, um, which you know I'm always looking for. I, I I like I like to watch the NBA. I just don't get around to it a, a whole lot. All right, well, check us out next Tuesday. Until then, you can catch Rob on the Hammer and probably mini golf broadcast. You doing that again? We're we're, we're waiting to see where the next event is going to be for the World Putting League and uh, and and what it's going to be like, but. 
I will 100% do that again, especially as more sports books start to offer odds on it as well. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty electric at some point. Can we get Cam into one of these tournaments? I'm actually working on a pro-am event right now. Which no, would, no, no uh, pro-am. This is a pro. Cam, are you yeah, good at mini golf? Didn't you, didn't you see my putt with John Daly? Like when I when I met him, I literally lined it up and hit like a 40-footer. And he went, whoa, whoa. He was supposed to give me money. I'm like, here's the money for your charity. Do you remember that, Rob? It was like a highlight of my life. Sounds oh. made up, honestly. It sounds true. It's on damn tape. And when we worked at the school, it's fact, what tape? Jack. What tape is it on? Well, the camera guy has it somewhere. Oh, I don't know. The camera Levy's, guy has it, yeah. Sorry, it's in John Levy's archives. I don't own the damn tape. I'm just telling you it happened. By the way, Pat, uh, what else are we going to do? Uh, I had something to say to you. Uh, anyway. Yeah, give, give me another code for those steaks. I, I got to get some more steaks. M- Mayo. They were M- delicious. M-A-Y-O. M-A-Y-O. Yeah, they're very tender. Very, very delicious. I mean, they're not even sponsoring the show anymore and getting the free pub. So, I mean, I'll give you a, no, it's pretty I, simple. If I'm, I like it, I'll give you a free plug. I, I am going to write Omaha Steaks to see if they just want to sponsor your life. I'd like that. Pay in free I, steaks. I, on, uh, honestly, Pat, like they're, they're great on the grill, frying pan. Just, yeah, you get a good, it's a great quality steak. Uh, I made a steak sandwich with some Balderson cheddar and that Omaha steak that you gave me. On uh, not, Rob, I did it Italian style on like a real bun, not like, like a Wonder Panino. Bread. Yeah. yeah, you you get you get my drift. Like yep. uh, yeah, quality. Oh my god, it was restaurant quality. Anyway, I love food, Pat. Love the show, and I'll be more prepared next week. Golf picks next week. Players championship coming starting on Friday. We got Friday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. All picks, all previews, then Cut Sweat Live coming on Friday afternoon. Weather pending, obviously, with me, Custom Jeff, breaking it down and watching the broadcast with everyone. So sub to Mayo Media Network, smash the like to this episode, and hell, give me your favorite future down in the comment section, too, if there's something that we missed, which is probably a lot of it, or you got some insight into European handball or something like that, or or political betting from Australia. My buddy Evan Strimshaw has been very good at those over the years, some some plus 500s that he has listed as favorites in his model. Political betting, uh, if you can get some money down on it, it can be very valuable in these other countries if you take a look at it. So that's where we're at. Thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo, and I'll see you next time. What was that? What was that? Put a put a put 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 for the fun of it. So bring your date or your mother or your mate or your brother and put put a hole in one. Remember remember those commercials? I do remember those. Yep. (laughs) Mighty Taco. It was actually way better than I thought it was going to be. Like, way more fun. The broadcast was like the actual broadcast. They had Brian, uh, what's the guy's, Catrick from the PGA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Commentary for it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was good. That's cool. I I have no futures, Pat. Maybe we'll just talk about Rob's uh, receding hairline, uh, his hat, uh, my hernia, and other things. But I I maybe yeah. Like, I like the Phoenix Suns, Rob, but what are we going to do at plus 450? It's not like, you know what I mean? It's like I'm looking for a little bit more. Hey, yep. you don't have yeah. to look for too much more. I, what do I have? I have a 5 to 1, a 12 to 1, and a 6 to 1. Hmm. Like, have you like a master's bet already? or No, I, I, I have one golfer circled, but I'll, I'll talk about it. When okay, I get, cool. When I get there. But you, you, you can, if you need one to use, you can use it. It's just I have it at a way bigger number that it would feel disingenuous to give it out as a best bet when I have it at double the odds. Okay. No, that's cool. I have Tom Kim at like 80 to one or something like that. I remember I bet him a long time ago. So all right, it's all good. We good, Paul? Oh, congratulations, by the way, too, Shag. Obviously, uh, you were part of uh, the team that 
Pat, did you get 150 US or Canadian? US, oh, right? That that was a joke. That's fake. Totally fake. Yeah, I have to pay for them to send me the award. <laughs> really? I'm telling people you won $150,000 and I told my girlfriend, I'm like, you know, Pat will send me some, maybe some Omaha steaks. Like, no. wow. I, I, are you serious? I'm yeah. not telling $150,000 here, like doing a new kitchen and stuff and getting new appliances and like helping your kids through school. No, we, I, I, we can bring this up. This is fun. Cause you're not the oh first, you're not, God. you're not the first Joe house asked me that when I was on the ringer this week. too. Am I that stupid? No, it, wow. it's, it's okay. Been, I, I, I originally wrote it out with like 20 grand. I was like, well, people might believe that if I say 150, there's no way anyone would believe that. Experience.